Hey everybody, welcome to Minivan Men. We've got a great episode lined up today. First, Maz, myself, will be talking about going to Egypt to do shows and uh, running into Michael Winslow there, the guy from Police Academy who makes the noises. That's right, Police Academy in Egypt. Then we're going to talk about Mother's Day. What did we do? What did we have planned? Advice from Al on how to impress your wife. And last but not least, we've got a few topics talking about bedwetting and how my uh, son is at the point where we've got to transition him out, as well as gay marriage. Are you for it? Against it? Listen in. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Minivan Men. This is Maz Jobrani here along with Al Madrigal on the West Coast. That's amazing. I'm actually looking at Maz. Amazing. Which does not happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You look good. You're just back from Egypt. Is that, just back it? from Egypt. Just shaved my head. You know, being bald is harder than most people. It's, it's harder than having hair because you got to, if you want to be bald, bald and not have the growth around the sides where yeah, you look yeah, like a Jewish yeah, yeah. jeweler, you know? You got to uh, you got to shave it like once a week. Have you ever considered just growing it out so you have it long on the sides? Because that would look really funny. Well, that's in, what I've said. Yeah, in, I've, in the I, name of comedy, would you grow out your? If hair If there funny? were a part, if there were a part that I were going to play, then I would do it. Actually, I saw a guy. I just did a show in Beirut, and this guy had the hair coming out the two sides, and he had a big nose. He looked like a clown. You just, look like Larry from the Three Stooges. Larry from the Three Stooges, <laughs> without having to try. That's yeah. how we roll. So, uh, yeah, so you're back, and you were out with actually friends of ours, um, but uh, Dean Edwards, Dean Edwards, and Angelo Sarukis, and uh, Michael Winslow, who was the voice of all the uh, all He's the, the voices. voice guy on Police Academy, but, yeah. who I had the funniest experience working with a long, long time ago. I think I was his opener at the Tempe Improv, uh, R.I.P. Uh, Tempe Improv, which is now closing, yeah. forced to close down by Stand Up Live, which is a bit of uh, Phoenix. Comedy yeah, yeah, knowledge. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm at the Tempe Improv with Michael Winslow. Who's uh, you, how was your experience working with he's him? He's a nice you guy, that. you know. He's uh, he's uh, he's, he's like 80s. Well, he would do the work, you know, all that stuff. In conversation. Speaking of which, you have dogs now yeah, barking. I have two little dogs that Henry and Vernon that you will hear in the background. Um, so excited to see everybody, uh, and and the dogs. I'm not going to say just as much as the kids, but here the kids, and then the dogs are a couple notches. Wow. I love these dogs. Even culturally, huh? Because my people don't like dogs. Iranians, we're not big dog people. We like roosters. Mexicans. (laughs) Where's the Mexican in you? Mexicans love pets just in general. These people next door, I have this family, they have parrots. It's like we bought a zoo over there because (laughs) they have everything. In America, you can have parrots. (laughs) I guess in Mexico, you can have whatever you want, too. So it is zoo backyard. And I remember going over... Um, Mexican uncles and stuff in San Francisco when we drive to these weird, you know, remote regions of San Francisco in the hill where it's yeah. just sort of unkept. And it's like, let's go see the goats and the want, snake. I want to see my llama. <laughs> yeah. You got a llama? He's of course. Llama? Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for the pigs. <laughs> so uh, Michael Winslow, when I worked with him, he is that sort of like uh, Willie Tyler and Lester sort of like... You know what was amazing about the... So we, we did, listen, we, we had Chris here. Listen, for, we, did shows, we did shows in Egypt. So this is in, in Egypt. Uh, most of the audience speaks English. Some of them maybe not as well. But the big shows, huge shows. Egypt just had a revolution. And these guys continued to have... We'd be doing shows on one side of town. On the other side of town, there were protests and curfews. Wow. Uh, the day before we came, I think another 10, 15 people were killed. 
Before no. we, yeah. Now the the Egyptians, there's like 80 million people in Egypt. Egypt, Cairo is one of the most densely populated cities in the world. The Egyptians are, you know, they they have a lot of heart, and they're tenacious, and so that like the promoters in Egypt didn't even. Blink. And you talked to your guys, and yeah, I think we talked about this a little bit. We're like, should I still come? Well, this that was so that Bahrain. Was, that, was trip. that was Bahrain, which is a smaller country. And the leadership, the king is still the leader, and there's and a lot of the people are saying that there's a lot of human rights violations. Uh, in Egypt, the military has taken over, and the people of Egypt, I would say, democratically wise, are more uh, they are more advanced than 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 in Bahrain. Meaning meaning just the government in general, because uh, Egypt they overthrew their president who'd been there for the the, the president Hosni Mubarak. Sure, he was the, he was he became the president, and then he changed the laws. So that he could become state president for thirty years, and then they overthrew him. And now it's funny. Like I, when I went there, I was like, "It's funny because when I was there the time before, they said whatever you do." And I said this on stage. I go, "I go, lots changed." I go, "The last time I was here, the promoters were saying whatever you do, don't talk about Hosni Mubarak." I said, "This time out, they're like, whatever you do, talk about Hosni Mubarak." <laughs> and the crowds were like, "Yeah, <laughs> you know, revolution." Yeah. And actually, there's a guy there. The guy who hosted our our our, sh- our show is this cardiac surgeon who'd gone down to Tahrir Square, where, um, uh, the, uh, where a lot of the protests were, and he went down to take care of people that were getting injured. And he said while he was there, he saw how atrocious it was. And so he started doing um, kind of daily show type stuff out of his own basement, like putting it online. Became so popular, they gave him a TV show in Egypt. He's now the John Stewart of Egypt, and he has like over 300,000 followers on Twitter, Everywhere we went, this guy's a cardiac surgeon, like he's new to this stuff. Yeah. Everywhere we went for like lunch, where people were taking pictures with him, and he was on stage in Arabic making fun of the military leaders, like to a point where we couldn't even touch it because, first of all, I don't even know what's what. And secondly, I'm, I'm afraid for my life. And sure. this guy's up there. He went up on stage with a shirt that said F. The, like the military leadership, like, you know, and I was like, Ugh, I'm going to get in trouble. And people cheer, though. People were like, ah, they loved them. Oh, wow. So it was, it was an amazing experience. Now, so, the thing, I mean, really, I mean, really, is he, uh, do you think he's threatened in any way? Or? I think, I mean, I think that uh, there's so much, there's so many different, the, the difficulty with Egypt right now is it's, it's in limbo. There's all these different organizations, there's like, there's different, like, you have the Muslim Brotherhood, which are religious and then you've got an even more religious group called the Salahi, who are even more conservative. Like, if they took leadership, they'd want to, like, you know, veils for everyone, that kind of thing. I mean, that's no, what I... But if he went missing, that would... I mean, there'd be another revolution. I mean, if he... Yo, he's a star. He's a... Yeah, of course. Imagine... Yeah, exactly. Imagine, like, imagine if the U.S. got to a point where... Let's, let's say, uh, you know, uh, there was... this In these upcoming elections between Romney and, and, and Obama, like, there was... Um, there, was, there was a tie, and both sides are saying the other sides, like what we kind of had with Bush and, and Gore. Sure. Now, let's say instead of the Supreme Court figuring it out, um, you had a uh, military. The military goes, we're going to take over. Now, the military takes over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then let's say you have a person like, let's say, John Stewart, who starts doing these programs, criticizing the military, and he's got millions of followers. You know, And, and Egypt is, is a pretty big country. Again, it's very, very densely populated. So he's got millions of followers. Now, if that guy goes missing, people are going to be up in arms. You know what I'm saying? So he's got that as protection. He's got a new baby. He has a, I mean, it's, it's risky. Wow. But, but God bless the guy. What about his security detail? Did he have people with he him? He didn't. He himself, he's very like man of, the, man of the people. He was yeah. just walking around. But we, like the Egypt, first of all, the Egypt, we, I've done tours in seven countries in the Middle East. 
almost every time I've gone back, I've had a different promoter in, in the different countries, except for Egypt. The Egyptians, from day one, they get sponsors on board. They do like major, major advertising. I mean, it's like big. Like, you know, Virgin Megastore Maybe. is selling your stuff, your tickets. You got big posters everywhere you go. They do a great job. And so, and then they bring... Every show they bring like major security because the, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of young people that rush the stage for pictures. Wow! So towards the end of the the show, you have these big Egyptian like the Egyptians are big on wrestling. So you got these big wrestling looking dudes like in suits, like really intimidating Scary. looking. Dudes. Yeah, and they all just at the end of the show they all just come step in front of the stage like you know Yankee Stadium when the World Series, like the police like t- towards the end the police go and stand around. Sure, sure, sure. Any, any baseball. Uh, stadium and like they're ready for the crowd to charge. This these guys. They twelve come, young Iron Sheiks. Twelve. Try out. twenty, twenty, but like young, not in like the Iron Sheik outfit. Like you know. <laughs> oh, I like, know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big dudes. Mustache. Yeah, and they just come over. They just stand there. Just look at the audience. Just cool. Like I'm like, damn. Yeah. Who like wants what? Get, who wants to get camel clutch? Well, the first yeah, exactly. The first time it happened, I I actually I was like I, I hadn't finished yet, and they all stood up. And I was like, and I thought, I there honestly, I started messing around with the audience. I'm like, oh my God, I thought I said something wrong. Like, they're coming to get me. But, um, that's but, right. So, how does Win- Michael Winslow do So, there? Michael, so that's the Kills. thing. So, so, so here's the prediction. thing. Like, yeah. So, first of all, the reason I do well there is because of the Axis of Evil. And also, I tend to talk about like my experiences in Egypt with the driving and then some political stuff. Michael, Michael Winslow, doorbell rings. Yeah, Michael Winslow comes out. So he does. So he does. Everybody some, knows him from the Police Academy movies. The Voice Guy. Yeah, and the the thing that that's amazing though is he he comes out and he does it first. He does like some like beatbox kind of stuff. People are like oh whatever, and then he starts building and building. Next thing you know, he's got it's amazing. He's got this scene from Star Wars. I don't know if you've seen this. The scene from Star Wars where I think it's. I think it's the first one where I'm Luke sure Skywalker his act is changing too much. So yeah. I worked with him six yeah. years ago. I'm yeah. pretty sure. There's a scene that from Star Wars sense. where he's got two screens on either side, and you got like Luke Skywalker on one side and and Han Solo on the other side, and they're in the in Han Solo's ship fighting the you know the the mm-hmm. the enemies whatever the you know the dark you know what I'm talking about the little the little white things the anyway so they're I shooting fired. yeah 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 and so they're sitting and and so Winslow does all the sounds. Of the whole, like he mutes the thing, and he starts like does the voices, and he's sitting on the ground like turning around shooting. It's a very I was watching it, and I was like, God, comics are nerds. Like we are big nerds. I was like, Winslow's taking his passion for these things, and does this amazing. And, and the mm-hmm. crowd was giving him standing ovations, and it was. And I'll be honest with you, does one he of the, close on that. He, no, he comes back. Closes on the Jimi Hendrix. He does Jimi Hendrix, and then he comes back and does a Louis Armstrong thing and closes. Oh wow! See, I haven't seen the Louis. Now Armstrong. here's what was crazy was because we did we had a couple of uh, local comedians do spots as well, and a couple of them ran long. One guy got a guest spot, five minute guest spot. The dude did twenty minutes. G-G. Me, Angelo, Dean in the back. We, yeah, this guy, I can't believe it. And I'm I'm closing. I, I talked to the guy. I took him over. I go, I go, you went long, man. And he's like, oh, I didn't see that. I go, oh, I go, I go, look, you seem like a nice guy. And I'm sure I go, but I just tell you something right now. I go, a lot of us come from, whenever you guys do shows, you bring people from out of the country to come headline. And I go, if you do like that, people are going to know that you're the guy not to have on the show. So the guy felt really bad. And I, and I told him, I really got upset because what happened was they already had seven performers on the show. This happens sometimes when you, you actually give a comedian an opportunity to do a guest spot. It happened to me with the guy uh, Craig Gass. It was yeah. in Omaha. Yeah. So he pops in, and do you mind if Craig Gass goes up? Of course not. 
I don't mind if anybody goes up. Go for it. That's one of the things the late, great Freddie Soto taught me. He's like, you want to go out? You're a busboy. You're trying to do stand-up. I don't care. I actually want to watch it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I want to see you do it, but five to seven. When somebody takes that gift, you know, so the privilege yeah. that you're given and uh, abuses what, you know, the, the time that you're getting. Because the worst thing is that you have to go up last. Yeah. And if you're in a place where they're serving, serving food or drinks, checks are coming out. Like, it's not easy to go last. And it's a, and it's a, we've talked about this. It's a, it's a respect, mutual respect thing. I told them about how I had that conversation with uh, Charles Fleischer once when the comedy store became notorious for a while where one guy would go along, one older guy would go along, so the other older, you know, veteran would go along, another veteran, another veteran. So you'd have like an 1130 spot and you get up at 130. And so Charles was going along and then Barry Diamond would go along and then somebody else would go along. So I talked to Charles. I was new to, new to the club and I talked to him. I said, look, man, as a human being, I go, we all come here. We have lives outside of here. Like my, my girl, at the time, my girlfriend was my wife. And I go, you know, I left her to come here, told her I'll be back. And I'm all night, I'm waiting for you, everyone to get off. And I go, when you go along, everyone else goes along. I said, it's a respect thing. And some people, I think, just, I don't know what it is. You either have to be really bad with time or delusional. I think 90, 99% of the time, they know they're being jerks and going long. You know you're going long. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I told him. I said, when you feel like, did I? Am I going long? I go, you're going long. End it. Yeah. So this guy went long. You also, as a comic, I think you know your bits. You know how, you know, you know how long. I know something's a five minute joke, a two minute joke, and I'm sure a new guy less. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Um, Michael Winslow. So he ends up getting standing standing ovation. So this, so this is what happened. So I was the closing act. So we had so we we had seven comics on the show already. It was hard to follow Michael Winslow because it is. Because his is a, a, a show with sound. I mean, the sounds are amazing. I mean, it's like he, I was in the back. It felt like an earthquake. It's just huge. And so he was getting standing ovations. So, again, I felt, okay, the crowd knows me. I can still come in and talk politics and stuff, and they're with me. And they were, the, you know, the, the, you know th- throughout the whole weekend. But the one time where I was like, man, this is just not going to work was this guy went long. These other guys went long. Before you knew it, we were like, basically, it was going to be a three-hour show without an intermission, our show should be an hour and a half yeah. and to two hours tops. Yeah. And so Michael went up, and he's killing it and getting standing ovations. And I took turn to the promoters. I said, guys, if you're going to have all these guys going long, I go, you know how hard? It's almost like you're following a – when you follow someone with that much energy, uh, it's almost like you're following a band. Yeah. I said, I'm following I – go, I go, you know what? Have him close. I go, because I, I, can't, I can't follow that. Now, to the credit of the Egyptians, I went on stage three hours into it, these guys were still going crazy. And I was like, oh my God, it really made me feel good because I went out there, I was like, I want to, you know, because in the back of your mind as a comic too, you never want to, you know, chicken out and go, oh, I can't follow this guy, I can't follow that guy. And it wasn't about following this guy, that guy, it was more the, 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 the length of the show. And for me to go out, I was just, I was upset and I was like going with energy and the next thing I know, they're giving me energy back. I was like, oh my God. And the feedback we got the next day was amazing. So we kept the lineup the same way. But Michael, they loving him, man. He was killing it out there. My Michael Winslow story from Tempe, real quick, is that yeah. he had this great like road manager with him, a little uh, Cuban guy <laughs> from Florida with a mesh half shirt named Raul. 
who... Uh, that sounds like Angel Salazar from... Uh, yes. So remember like the old... <laughs> Scarface. Like, I mean, this is yeah. an 80s thing too, like where a mesh, a guy could wear a mesh half shirt at yeah. some point. Angel I, Salazar and Scarface, I think he has that. Or or, in, or when it's stand-up, if you yeah. look, if you look, if you guys are... Angel re- Sal- Salazar, check it out. It was his big Check line. it out. You come out with a boom box. You yeah, guys yeah. Google him if you're listening to this right now and, and, and check and do the images. And he has some, some of those mesh shirts. Um, this guy, Raul, mesh half shirt, went out. So we went out one of the nights. That was a big thing, party place. You know, this is seven, eight years ago, yeah. maybe longer. Yeah. We go out. And um, he, his line was, he would walk up to women and go, hello, my name is Raul, and I'm looking for a girl to kiss. Hilarious. And I said, Raul, that line is not working. What's happening? <laughs> and he goes... Oh, it works like 40% of the time. Hilarious. <laughs> and he was like, but he was wearing a mesh half shirt. Yeah. And he had balls to yeah. go up to these women. And he was like, hello, my name is Raul, and I'm looking for a girl to kiss. I love it. We're going to talk about the girls that we kiss coming back uh, after break. We're going to talk a little bit about Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. Well, it will be Mother's Day yesterday. And uh, we'll have been Mother's Day yesterday. And uh, let's talk about uh, our wives. Let's come back. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're, you're telling everybody about us. But we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, I think you're groovy. We are back with Minivan Men. This is Maz Jobrani with Al Madrigal. Chris Spencer is not with us this week. He is making a movie, touring. Uh, super busy. I think when he busy. said he's gone Thursday through Sunday, Yeah, sort of meant that indicates week of work. Probably touring, yeah. Probably touring. I just tried to call him, but he also has the show that uh, just got sold to BET, so that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Chris is busy. And wife having gone back to work, he's Mr. Momming It. But uh, speaking of wives, Mother's Day, uh, I, of course, and I've talked about this a bit, with me traveling back and forth and mostly being in New York, my wife is really stepping up in a big way. I mean, she's doing everything. Well, now, is she now here, because now here, this is, this, is, this is before, so maybe we can give a report on how it went the following week, but this is before. So are you involved in organizing? Is it a brunch? Is it a, what is, what's the deal? What's what your what, no? What's your what's you said? She's doing everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about she's not planning her Mother's Day. I'm talking about she's been parenting solo. Oh, oh, oh I see. She's been handling it. So now yeah. you want to in terms be, of stepping up and you know it because I think a lot of guys have this with the wives that are stay at home moms, and you know you have and you have this. It's like okay, we're gonna have these joint bank accounts. We talked about this with the finances a little bit last episode, but you know, these um, finances, and they're constantly drawing on this account, drawing on this account, and so it's, it's difficult. You know, sometimes when times are tough and you have uh, a, some financial strain, that money is the thing that we argue, argue about the most, we've talked about this, but then that stay-at-home mom, you suggest that she's not pulling her weight and she's not, she needs to go get a job. 
Yeah, or, or, or start like shopping at a, at a cheaper... Yeah, exactly. What are we doing? How are we spending $400 and $500 a week on groceries? Step away from the Whole Foods. Step away from the Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife, you know, and again, I look at, I look at our online bank statements is Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's, and you add everything up at the end of the month. I mean, look, it's food for your family. Yeah. But I mean, I you know I'm looking at it and going how how do you need to go there every day? Right now, Trader Joe's is pretty. It's reasonable. Reasonable, yeah, yeah. Compared, so yeah, yeah. look, it's just constant. I hear you. Yeah, of course. Her bringing money in now. She has this great little business that she's starting, which is actually starting to take off. And also with the fact that I'm just not present. She's parenting on yeah. her own. Yeah. I have no ability to say anything. And this Mother's Day. Really going big. What are you doing? Well, I had already had um, gifts ordered and delivered. Nice. Sent to a neighbor that are sitting in a neighbor's house. Oh, right look now. at you. Yeah. So you've thought about it. You were you were in I New York feeling guilty. Into this mother. You came day. home one night after the show. You guys had some drinks at a bar. You're like, wow, man. No, I did this in the office at the Daily Show. Ordered <laughs> these, and with some help from a, one of the executive producers, this woman she's like, what do you think of these outfits? Oh, that's good. It's always good to have yeah, a woman got, involved. You know, yeah. sort of fashion, nice, really nice woman there. Yeah. Um, and so, and then the other thing I did, and I'm going to grab one of these. Is for my parents and her mom, and we do this. I've done this, made the big books, but oh. we have a, a calendar made. And I also put this together. Smart. If you have your photos in iPhoto on a MacBook, uh-huh. you go to create, I believe, and then you can make a book, a photo book. Oh. You just want to do it in enough time. But as far as and then, what do you got? You print them at home, or you take them out to print them? You know, you you just press order, and the thing shows up bound. Um, no, you don't print it at home. This guy. So wait, wait. It's on, an, an iPhoto. An iPhoto under you, create. Under create, you can oh, make books, calendars. Um, you can How long does it take done. to deliver? They deliver in like. Wait, you want to pull this off by Sunday? I'm thinking I could get it for pre of <laughs> the kids. There's also another thing, Photo Mosaic. Uh-huh. That uh, photomosaic.com, I think. Um, I've got that for my parents, for my mom before. It's in their living room. You take a picture of like yeah, I have a picture of my mom and dad, uh-huh. and then I sent them five hundred pictures of the kids, me, my brothers, big, you know, uh, all ages. Uh-huh. It equals then they put it together mosaic style. Oh. It's a picture of my mom and dad. You look close. It's a picture of all of us. That's cool. What's that? Mosaic.com. I think it's photomosaic.com. Oh, awesome. So with those gifts, I don't. These didn't cost much. These are like twenty five dollars each with shipping. Wow. And those are going to be a huge hit for my mom. Nicely done, Al Madrigal. Yeah, yeah. My wife was really impressed. Yeah. She, uh, I knew pulling this off was more of a treat, like taking care of my mom and her mom. Yeah. And then... Um, Isn't it crazy her- how, uh, like, the, the skills you learn in kindergarten come back? Like, if like I've some of the best gifts I've given to my wife at any point was, like, things where you just spend a little bit of time and you did, did a little bit of cutting, a little bit of clipping... A little bit of like like picture thing or uh, yes, or, it's all about the effort more than it is the actual. I mean, look, it's gonna be nice when something amazing shows up. Right. I had this uh, one of the worst. We were talking about this. Was the worst fight you ever got in or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I share this. Yeah. I don't know if I remember, but I didn't get her a Mother's Day gift Oy. when she was pregnant. Oh, oh, rough. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. I mean, just 
tears. Of course. Awful, worse. Now, was it because, because I mean, as guys, like I don't, I don't really care for a present during Father's Day. I don't really don't care. And I think women are a lot more because I, I want it. I want it. I yeah, want I had a, I had a problem. I had the, I think the first, my, my, her, um, when my son was one year, one year old and she, same thing, I, I didn't get her a gift and I had to go, I made up for it by taking a picture of, of my son where he was like holding onto her legs. He was only one year, one year old, and he's just learning to stand. And I, I think I put the pen in my son's hand. I can't write. And we, and I just had him spell, "I love you, mom, Dara." I put it in a frame, gave it to her after she had, she had told me she'd been upset, and she was, and that really helped make up for it. But I'm, I feel like an idiot because I hadn't. Yeah. So why did you did you forget or did you were you just like eh? I didn't think of, like I was yeah, honestly a kid wasn't born yet. You're your mom when it comes out. And like, some guys just don't. It's funny because guy. I, I honestly think it's it's I like the the gene. There's a gen, there's a gene. There's there's people that are really good at giving gifts all the time. Well, I think again effort and like this personal touch and yeah. showing that you care. The best gift that I've ever given. Well, I've given my wife some good gifts, but. I have an agent that at CAA who was like so nice to me and helped me get this uh, deal with ABC. I felt like he pushed the whole thing through, got it done. Project writers, you know, introduced me to a bunch of like, and he had noticed my tennis shoes and said, "I love those tennis shoes. I used to have them when I was a kid." Oh. And at Christmas time, I got his assistant to call his wife and got his shoe size. And I had, we had a breakfast, and I handed him those tennis shoes. And nice. I think it's like remembering yeah. something that your wife wanted or had her eye on, and like all the thoughtfulness yeah. is way more important than the price tag. Do you I think you're right. I think you're right. And that's, that's definitely uh, a lesson that a lot of guys can learn, myself included. And planning, the, the not half-assing it and just doing it at the last second, like... This for me to have gotten this stuff here, yeah. and then that neighbor will. So Al had it shipped down. Yeah, and I yeah. Get, people will know, and me doing this for my parents, and you know, and her parents getting these calendars done yeah. from the Apple Store. Like she'll do, she'll be thrilled with that. So now, did you? Because because now here I'm trying to I'm trying to plan Mother's yeah, what Day. What are you going to do? Well, we all, we've always done like a brunch with my mom and every my mom lives here, so and her mom's nearby and everyone. And we always go somewhere, have a big brunch, and you know we all kind of chip in. Mostly me. Some of the brothers get involved. My sister gets involved. But um, I, I, I was just trying to figure it out because the problem is my family becomes like there's a few cousins and cousins and cousins, and then the question becomes how many people do you invite and all that. So I said let's just have people over at our house. And then my wife was saying, well, I'd like to just have a smaller thing. With then, with then that becomes sort of stressful on your wife at that point. Here yeah. Is supposed to, it's like her Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, it's your mom, and everybody wants the phone call and everything, but um, Mother's Day, I've become so much more into... You know, like the needs of my immediate family. Which is what I want to be able to do. But the problem for me is I always feel guilty now because I've got my immediate family, but then my mom is so close. So I feel, and I've, all my life it was always, you know, Mother's Day mom, you sure, know. So sure. well, I'm like, lucky because my mom is actually coming down this year to visit the kids. And they so you guys would all be great. together. Yeah, everyone's going to be together. It's wonderful. But yeah. I feel guilty not getting more stuff going for yeah i feel you know the 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 thing because we had a couple i think it was either last year or a couple years ago we ended up doing just more immediate family and not, without my mom and i think i kind of felt and my mom's always been like oh not not a big deal but i kind of felt 
you know how like you start feeling like the internal strife between your like your siblings and your wife or your or your mother or whatever in, in that in that like maybe there's like a slight bit of jealousy like you used to give us all the attention now you're giving it over there you know what i'm saying i don't know if you've ever had that no it's weird i'm also gonna be watch my ass because uh my mom has com- commented uh hey listen to that podcast oh that's funny <laughs> yeah, i that's gotta funny. watch love you mom yeah you're listening yeah, he loves you. <laughs> he told you what he got you already. That's real. And then I made the mistake of not communicating enough. You know, I'm super busy. Yeah. And so um, that's how people are staying in touch with me. Well, see, my, pro- my problem is this. I've always, been, I've always been the guy who wants to get more and more people involved. And I, I don't care. I don't think about the consequences, which is like if, if like it used to be when we used to be in high school, there'd be a party. And we'd be like, all right, we're going to go, like two or three of us. And then a couple other guys want to come, a couple other guys. And then there was always this one guy who, for whatever reason, like people didn't want at their parties. It wasn't a brawler or anything. He just maybe. Oh, for, why'd you invite that guy? Yeah, so then I'd always yeah. be like, I, the, I, the, my, my other friends would be oh, like, why'd you bring? Yeah, I'd be nice. like, well, he's all right, man. And then we'd go to the door and then the guy would be like, oh, you, sorry, guys, can't come in. It'd be like, too many guys. And part of it was me just saying, everybody. so now we're at Denny's, you know. Well, oh, we could have gone to the party. Oh, we didn't want to go to school with those guys. So I've always been that guy. So the same thing with this Mother's Day stuff or anything like that. I'm always like, let's just do it. And my wife is right. She's like, look, it's going to be stressful. And I'm like, it's all right. And I end up running around the whole time. My wife goes too big on all these events, too. I, I'm gonna, you just saw the preserves over yeah. there, which I'm going to give you some. You're yeah. approved. On the, you're on the preserve list. Oh, great. Thanks. So uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll so, give that to my wife for, for yeah, hey, I made you jam. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she goes big on all these things, too. She has. You, you've been over here. For, so there's going to be appetizers out for everybody. There's going to be yeah. stuff that she made. A lot of the stuff was grown. <laughs> you know, she. Right. Right, right. Really going for it in the backyard, and then you know this, you know she the jamming and like she'll make a pie, and then she'll do the full dinner. But that's at some point, and I'll work the party. But you know at the same time, it we love having people over. But I look at her when dishes are being washed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And she's just looking at her like, you get over here right now. Yeah. And you help with these You know things. what's worth it? I've, I've been a couple, a couple of friends of mine do it right. They're like, especially in this town, there's like a lot of different like catering services where you can just hire like one, you, from one to like 10 people. Dude, the taco lady is the $300 and then you get somebody to show up and cook and make tacos for uh, four hours. Is That's fantastic. it. You get some, and then they come in, they do it, they clean it, you're done. And, yep. and the whole time they're, you know, they manage it. They bring somebody with them. Th- something like that, I think, is the way to go. Yeah, you're right. All right, folks. Well, um, we're going to take a break and a happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Hopefully uh, you guys got surprised. With- and moms right in. Let us know. We had a great, you know, actually, and we should read some of that uh, financial advice email that we yeah, got yeah, that yeah. forwarded on to everybody. But um, write in. We are reading these emails, minivanmen at gmail.com. Moms write in. Um, please, uh, what is the best? You know, we need some gift-giving ideas so we can advise some of our dads how not to screw up and get uh, in trouble. Tell us what you want. Is it lingerie? We'll get it for you. <laughs> yeah, All right, we'll be back. Creepy. <laughs> Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook.
right, we're back with the minivan man, Maz Jobrani with Al Madrigal. Chris Spencer is out in the universe somewhere doing his thing. Uh, a couple of things we wanted to end this episode with. One was last night was the first night my wife and I, after I guess 15 months, basically. That was a long time. Yeah. You slept in your bed for the very first time. Slept in the bed t- together for the very first time. And what's interesting is, well, we've, you know, when we go on vacations, we sleep in the bed together. But because we've had the baby and the baby has sleep problems, and then our and then our son, my wife. I wanted to sleep train early on, but my wife kept saying, "No, it's sure. you know." I remember my mom used to be in bed with me to the point where my wife sometimes my son would go to sleep. My wife would go in the bed and sleep with him, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And um, I think a big thing was that she felt that he was going to get up in the middle of the night and she didn't have to get up and go be with him. So she yeah. just you know. So anyway, last night we finally got in the bed together. It was kind of interesting. It's weird because you feel your body language. Like, we're very far apart in the bed, you know, um, and it's kind of like having to um, kind of get to know each other again almost. Oh, the dog. Um, the other funny thing was that she, she was snoring, and uh, it reminded me of my dad. When I used to nap as a kid with my dad, my dad would Who fall was asleep. snoring? Pritha was snoring. Yeah, my wife snores. It's not attractive. I know. It's not attractive. I told her we got to fix this. I'm she, not, she's not going to be upset that I said this. Yeah, that's all right. Does she listen? I don't think so. All right, it's okay. No, I love you, babe. But you know, <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's a problem that you know some, everybody. No, but no, some people, some people have that that issue. And it was funny for a second. Well, I was like, I know Kristen's uh, dad can't sleep in the same room as the mother because the mother snores. No, the the uh, oh the dad the snores. Dad is so bad. Like it's to the point where it's disturbing. Well, see, that's the thing. As a kid, when I would nap, my dad had a. And the problem is when snorers fall asleep before you. That's the problem. Some of them sleep really fast. So last night when when I heard her, it's not it's not like bad snoring. It's like a little bit of snoring. But I was like, oh my god! I was thinking, I was like, I married my dad, and I'm not a woman, and I'm not gay, you know. Um, but no, but then she. But it was funny because she'll she'll do a little bit of snoring, then I'll kind of kick her, and she'll wake up, and then um, and then uh, and then I feel bad because I'm bothering her. And there's been nights before where so I she just, doesn't wake up when you actually kick her. I'll kick her and then she'll get up. Like, or, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'll kick her kind of like not kick her, kick her, but like kind of like nudge her, you know. Kristen, because I'll snore on occasion, uh-huh. and she'll push me. Yeah, and then I don't even think I don't think I wake up. No. I think it's about readjusting somehow, readjusting the the position or the name. I mean, if anyone's got any solutions, by the way, please email us yeah, at I'll minivanmen at gmail dot com. Strips, and then they seem so extreme with those masks. Yeah, no, we're not going to do the mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was. So it's it's a it's a it's a problem, and it's funny because but at five because last well, night. What about the kids though? Now, well, like, now Mila, the baby, knock on wood, has gotten much better. She, it's pretty funny how she falls asleep. We'll go at like at eight eight thirty, give her her milk, uh, you know, holding her while we give her her milk. Then we put her in her crib, and then you lay down and pretend like you're sleeping. She'll walk around her crib from anywhere between a half an hour to an hour, just walking around, going through all. She'll like she, her crib is right by the window, so she'll pull the curtain. And look outside the window where there's a there's a there's a park behind our house. So she'll be like looking at the park, and she's talking to herself the whole time. She's like, "Yeah, ma'am, yeah, ma'am." Then she'll sit down, play with the, her blanket. Then she'll get up. She'll like reach over at us, like at me when I'm putting her to sleep. And uh, sometimes she'll start I think, crying. I think you have to say no walking around, no night night. Like you can lay down and then just yeah. But like, I think I think it's all progression because it used to be before where I was up there wrestling her down. Now, at least, it's just let her stand up, let her walk around. Eventually, about, you know, about, I said, anywhere between a half an hour to 45, 45 minutes, depending on how tired she is, she'll just give up and lay down and go to sleep. But it's kind of funny. The whole night. 
the, 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 then she'll sleep the whole night. She gets up a couple times, like looking for a pacifier and whining a little bit. But which just happened last night. I saw. I so last night. But what we used to do with my first with my first kid is we had that that the monitor next to our bed. So yeah. whenever it would fall out, we'd go over and like you know give him the passy back out again. So last night I had to get up a couple times, do the passy thing, and then our son. Yeah, what's who, his story? Well, his story is, you know, he's almost four now. He, for a while, I trained him to, like, get in the mood of sleeping on his own. And then now, you know, when he sees that we're sleeping with the baby, he wants to come in and sleep with the baby as well. So last night, again, I had a talk with him. I go, look, you're older. I was you're like, a oh, big boy. You're a big and boy. You're, you're got to set a good example. Set a good example. I, I, was like, I was like, you got the best room in the house. You got a big closet. You got first, all the toys. First, you got first dibs on yeah. these rooms. And I said, I told him, I said, look, I said, I said, when Mila is a little bit older, she's going to be coming into your room. You like that? He's like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. So basically, I convinced him to stay in his bed. And the poor kid at like five in the morning, he came into our room kind of in a very meek way because he used to like would yell for you to come get him. He got out of bed, came to my room, and he's like, Daddy, can I come in the bed? I was like, of course. Like, you know, five in the morning, you made it through the night. So I was like, of course. And then I, and then I picked him up, and, I, and he hugged me. And it was one of those, like, ah, oh, it feels so good. But then he, but then he you know, he still wears the, um, the pull-up diapers. Depends. It yeah. depends. And they leak. So as I hugged him, uh, I was like, oh, you're wet. So I was like, all right. So we went and changed them. And it's funny, because part of you is thinking, like, he's wet, but there's only How another... How is he... He's uh, he'll be four in a few months. So it's, you got to. He's to, right in that range. You got to transition out of those. Which things. is another thing is about like figuring out just, how you know what you throw a big boy underwear on him and then you let him pee his bed and throw that. Um, oh really? Plastic? Does he have a plastic mash? Yeah, yeah, I think we got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So just just let him do it a few times and hopefully he'll stop yeah, doing it. He needs to wake up and go pee before he goes to bed. Uh huh. And then he's out of those. Diaper, because as really? long as he knows he has diaper on, he's just gonna keep. Right, right. That's so, a good point. Yeah, I guess that's the next thing. But but it's funny because it when you when you get him up at like that time, five in the morning, and he's a little wet, you're like, you know, if it's just another hour. So you're like, is it? Can I just leave him in this part of you because you're tired? Oh yeah, you start making all kinds of crazy. Yeah, you're like just another hour. It's and right. uh, I forgot to. I wanted to mention this in the Mother's Day thing, and you reminded me about it real quick, just with the kids. What you should start doing is you should talk to the kids. It's a great little secret. To what are you going to get from mommy? Oh, yeah, that's a good call. So, and then for, this is one gift is from Dara, one gift is from the baby, you know, like, and everybody good. has a gift. So, they, she gets three gifts. That's a good call. That's yeah. a great call. I'm going to do that. And, I'm actually going to go get a couple of frames and a card and a from card that he makes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. We're going to do that. That's good advice. Yeah. Oh, I'm learning stuff. There you go. Um, uh, so, then take the underwear, take the, nah, take the diaper off. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, spectrum. Um, the whole uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Talked about gay marriage. Gay marriage. And then prompting the Obama to come out to actually say he was uh, a proponent of gay marriage, which pr- prior to this had said it's, uh, he wanted to make it a state issue, and he believed in uh, you know civil ceremonies or civil uh, yeah, and um, patient rights and stuff like that, and basically now is saying he's a proponent, personally believes in gay marriage, which is huge. And he said he did still say that he feels it's a state issue. 
But uh, I thought it was great. And it's funny because I tweeted, first when, the North Carolina, when North Carolina came out and banned the gay marriage, I tweeted out saying, like, you know, I've been in North Carolina. They got bigger they problems. B- ban gay marriage. They banned all domestic partnerships. They right. banned, right. you know, like, and, and that really... I just don't understand. Like, I mean, I, you know, in this day and age when uh, discrimination, you, you think we would have made enough progress. And it's interesting because even, you know, my fan base tends to be a lot, pretty open-minded, but I've 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 sent out stuff, uh, you know, uh, supporting gay marriage or or you know supporting abortion rights and the sort, and people will come back and go, no, you know, you know, a lot of people have religious reasons, you sure. know. But I guess I, I I'm fairly conservative. I'm I like I'm not, I'm, but politically, I just I really don't care what anyone is doing. That's what I'm I saying. I really don't. If it doesn't affect me, I just really don't care and I, I i don't understand how people do I don't well, well look, look there's a couple of things. first of all i'll go one step further it's not that i don't care i do care i i care politically i care that like i want to push rights for all because ha- because yeah. coming from the middle eastern side where i see you know in this country sometimes people you know going out and shooting muslims or middle easterners or whatever and some discrimination that happens, I feel I feel if you've been discriminated against, how can you then go and discriminate against someone else? Of course. I, I'm just saying, I from there, like a conservative pr- uh, perspective and just for like someone who's super religious, like I just, I really just don't see how they... Well, that's the can, thing. I think, I think a lot of the arguments are made, like there's different, like, there's these arguments where you sit there and you're like, my God, this is like, you're like, it feels a, like a weak argument. One of the arguments they make is, you know, if you have... Gay parents, then they're going to brainwash their kids to become to be gay, you know, because you're living in a gay household, well, that, you're going to be that, gay. That's true. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, well, I just think that they just dress better. That's all. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I, I think I think that, that that there's all these like the thing of you know, um, I mean that's one of the big arguments people make, and and then they they say you know this is what God intended it to be, et cetera, et cetera. But like you said, look, we live in a time and in a country where. Um, we've made a lot of progress as human beings, you know, and you would think, you know, for example, like when, when, uh, was it, was it, uh, uh, proposition eight? Was that the one? Yeah. Well now, and then this is the problem with all of this and we wrap this up because we are running out of time, but, um, uh, blacks and Latinos are the ones that with prop eight. Yeah. And that, that, that that's what I'm saying. When you've been discriminated against, how do you come back and discriminate against someone else? And I know that again, it was very, it was pushed hard in the churches, you know, with like black churches and stuff. We gotta defeat this, but it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. You well, with the black, it, we, and again, this is where we really could use ourselves from Chris Spencer. Yeah. But the down low and everybody, you know, at that it's like, and gay men that are African American. Aren't allowed to really. Not not too many of them come out, and there's yeah. like like secret gay relationships. Yeah, and that's that's a thing for that very reason. It's a shame. It really is a shame. But but thank. I I actually was very happy to see the president come out and say what he said. It's funny because I posted. I you know again I tweeted. I said you know way to go Obama, and somebody tweeted. Somebody you know made a comment going you know he's a politician. They say whatever they they need to say to get their coalition behind him but i was like he's actually probably lost a lot of people in the black community for saying for supporting gay marriage yeah without a doubt i mean yeah. and there was a preacher on cnn this morning that we were watching that wouldn't exactly say they said they were going to pray for president obama but he didn't exactly say if he was going to you know, sway his um 
uh, constituency. Yeah, to to uh, actually vote for Romney. I think what will happen is a lot of people will sit out. Yeah, yeah. And well, I think the minivan men are uh, for gay marriage. We're for gay marriage, right? We yeah, should have, we should have a gay dad on. Are there any gay dads that we know? All dads are gay dads. All right. We'll have we'll have more we'll have more of that in the future. Uh, signing off. Uh, hey, Kristen, my wife just walked in. You want to say since people have never heard your voice here, just say hi to everybody. Yeah, say hi. Just say hi in your best Chris Spencer voice. <laughs> yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. <laughs> there she is. Yes, you're natural, honey. This is very good. <laughs> Radio. Yeah. Buy her jams at kristenjam.com. I'm kidding. That does not exist. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. Is that all we had? Was that's all we had. Thing? No, that's it. We're, we're done. Um, Chris Minivan. Spencer, and um, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, and we hope Chris. you had a happy Mother's Day because yes. we're coming out on Monday. All right, guys. Minivanmen at gmail.com. Yes, Send us comments. Yes, and weigh in on the gay marriage and weigh in on the Mother's Day and gifting advice. And also, Maz needs some uh, pee help. Honey, Maz's uh, son is a four and still wearing one of those... Almost four. ...pee diapers. So it's time to take off the pee diapers, huh? It's transition time. Transition time. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Peace out. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com mazjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. <laughs>